Do you think Jesus could do anything right here in Las Vegas, Sin City? I believe that what God is doing is He's created an eternal testimony. And what we know is when we can come together under a spirit of unity, nothing will be impossible. Hello, Las Vegas, and welcome to Las Vegas United. I am your host, Aaron Pino. And this show, brand new show, the whole premise behind this is we are bringing together community leaders, spiritual leaders, pastors, visionaries, entrepreneurs, politicians, people who are in our city who have a heart for Las Vegas. And today I have a treat for you guys. Um, I'm bringing on one of my best friends right here in Las Vegas. Um, he's probably one of my favorite people in Vegas outside of my family. And today we have my good friend, Pastor Danny Han. What's AP, up, man? the hostess with the mostest. <laughs> As I always say, when you call me AP, the place to be, I see you rocking that beat from mm -hmm. across the street. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. A little yeah. old school for you, right? It there, is right? old school. Yeah. <laughs> that's All awesome. the 80s people would appreciate that. That's cool. I was born in the 80s. There so you go. That's there good. Go. I'm an 80s. I was break dancing while you were born Ooh. in the 80s. Yeah, Did you have so the cardboard and everything? I, yeah. And linoleum. Oh, uh, my. I was a cardboard carrying break dancer. Yeah, buddy. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. So we know that about you, but yeah. take a minute just to tell people a little bit more about yourself, your name, what you got going on here in Vegas. Introduce well, yourself. First of all, Aaron, thank you so much. You, what you've uh, done in a short time of knowing you, you've impacted my life in a great way and, yeah, and sparked me to really stir it up. So I appreciate our relationship. But uh, my name is Danny Hand. And first of all, I am a husband. Uh, to my beautiful wife, Margaret Ann. We celebrate 29 years of marriage coming up in November. Congratulations. Uh, I'm, I'm a father, and I'm a son, and I'm a grandfather to my beautiful granddaughters, Tatum and Reese. And then I also have the privilege to be a pastor at Gateway City Church for the last 23 years. Also a tent maker, business owner, entrepreneur. And I love the city of Las Vegas, yeah. and I love what God's doing in the city. And I think you're a big catalyst of what's mm. coming ahead, my man. Man. Yeah. Hey, man. Well, man, I love it. You know, one thing that I've always appreciated about you, man, and I've said this earlier to you whenever we're getting ready for the show, is um, even though you are a pastor, family comes first. Yeah. I love how you say it. Like, you, you say, first time a husband. And then I'm a son, and then I'm a father, then I'm a pastor, and a tent maker. I'm an entrepreneur. And so that's what I really appreciate about you, man. One of the very first times I ever met you, we, we met through mutual friends. Mm -hmm. And um, I was coming in Las Vegas to, to start a brand new church, Overflow Church, and we sat down at the Harvest Cafe. Come on, man. And uh, Harvest Cafe, let's Harvest go. Cafe, yes. Support local, come yes. on. Yes. <laughs> but we sat down, and you didn't say what's your church planning strategy, theological views, anything like that. One of the very first things you ever asked me was, How's your wife doing? How's your kids? How are you doing? And so that's what I really appreciate about you um, is you are very much family first. Yeah. And it's not about ministry and everything like that but it's very much tending people's souls man you care about people yeah and so that's why i wanted to bring you on the show and so like i said earlier in the intro of this we're bringing together people um who have a heart for vegas who are um visionaries for the city yeah and one of the scripture verses that that god has given us for the show is found in psalms 133 
verses 1 through 3, where it says, How good it is for brethren to dwell together in unity, for it's like the oil that drips down the beard of Aaron. And then it says, For there is the commanded blessing of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so you're like a brother to me, man. Mm -hmm. But let, let us know, like talk to us, like what is your vision for Vegas? Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, simply put for me, you know, I have a real love uh, for sports my whole life. My first ambition and dream and goal was to be a professional athlete, Mm -hmm. and uh, I've always been fascinated. Some of my uh, childhood idols were Muhammad Ali and Sugar Ray Leonard and Herschel Walker and Anthony Carter, Bo Jackson. So sports was my outlet. It was the thing that uh, uh, helped me find identity. I loved competition. Um, with that being said, as the Lord started directing my, my call, which I was pretty resistant to, I'm a third generation pastor and mm. my grandfather and my, my father were absolutely amazing, uh, amazing role models. My, my, my father and I still work together in ministry, but I, I knew the cost of ministry is painful. Mm. And so I was, uh, and, and also I, I struggled with on a uh, public uh, communication and talking in front of people. This is out of my, my comfort spot. So some of that was just some of the, the fears that I had to overcome to say yes to the call of God, knowing that you have to be a communicator and a speaker and so many things that come with that. But real, real simple, my call is to raise up champions for Christ. And yeah. I take that coaching and that sports background and sometimes it's aggressive, but I, I, I wake up with a whistle in my mouth. And yeah. for every person that feels like they're underachieving, for every person that feels insignificant, every person that feels bullied, I want to help people uh, through scripture, through coaching to help them find their identity in Christ. So for me, man, it's like I want to raise up champions in marriage and homes and yeah. fathering. I want to, I, I, you know, there's a term in baseball called a, called a five tool pe- player and it deals with speed and power and running and a few other things. And so I think the Christian's goal um, is to this this be high achievers in every facet of our life, and the reason that I approach you first uh, as a man and not the minister because you can't be a great minister if the man's not taken mm. care of. That's and so, so it, it, the callings and the giftings are from the Lord. So it's so important that the man and the woman is becoming a champion, and that we're we're forming our identity in Christ every day for sure. Man, shake and bake, baby. Shake and bake for sure. Yeah, man, that's that's incredible. Um, and I know you, I know you as a coach, you know, you and yeah. I, we've had some heart to heart talks, um, where we've, where I've walked in and was like, man, I'm, I'm really grateful for Dan. I didn't well, like I that one. I wonder if we're going to still be <laughs> friends or what. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I didn't like that one, but I, it was needed, mm. you know, and the fact that your, your vision is to raise up champions. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like a lot of times in Christian world, a lot of times people have like this victim mentality, you know what I mean? Oh, Where it's be like, careful. I know, well, it's all right. Like it, I have the microphone right now. This is our <laughs> show, you know, but where, where people just feel like, and they believe this thought process about themselves that God doesn't have for them, that God has never had for them. You know, the Bible says that we are more than conquerors. Yeah. Um, revelation talks about the overcomer Come on. and, um, and what I love about you, man, is you're, you're triggering me right is now. Is you're coach. helping people. Yeah, well, let's yeah. talk about that a little bit. You help people understand that they are more than conquerors, and that they their inheritance as a son yeah. and daughter of God is to be an overcomer. So, so talk yeah, to me I, about uh, that. You know, the other day I didn't intentionally do this, but I was um, 
if I was to describe maybe an emotion, I just came back from a conference, and sometimes when you kind of have a, a high ministry opportunity, you know this, sometimes even on Mondays for many pastors, uh, Mondays can be tough, you know, sure. you, 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 you're in the teaching and the anointing's coming, and then you're back to, to reality, and for me, reality is, is I'm back Monday doing janitorial work in my business. Mm -hmm. And so it's not as prestigious. And sometimes I'm in restrooms and I'm in, uh, sometimes I feel like uh, a Joseph and I'm hidden yeah. and people have no idea uh, what I do in the calling because it's, I'm out there in the tent making world. But yeah. I was trying to uh, describe the emotion internally. Maybe what I was feeling and uh, describing to myself was like, man, I'm feeling a little depressed today. You know, and that's not something I usually empower or identify with because I'm pretty, you know, the, most people see me as the hype guy. Um, and I, as I was analyzing that emotion, that thought, to me, depression is selfish. It's mm. an emotion of selfishness because I'm thinking about me. Mm. And so I just wrote a little thing on social media that um, depression, quote, is a selfish emotion. And for me, the way I get out of that, because as a coach, you know, you have to, and as an athlete, you have to identify where you're off, whether it be your swing path or your yeah. approach, and you make the appropriate adjustments. And I think as life, if I'm waking up every day and I'm miserable, I need to make the appropriate adjustments. And so for me, the way that I make the adjustments to the emotion of depression is I serve my way out of it. Wow. And I find when I'm serving people, so I intentionally Man, said, that's so good. I'm going to call a few people right now. And I'm going to see if the Lord can use me to encourage him. But I also put that on social media and I was surprised by the kickback of people taking it personally mm. when I said selfish or depression is a selfish emotion. Uh, they were thinking I was implying that depression is not a real thing. That's not what I was implying. Mm -hmm. But it, it's going to knock on your door. You know, joy is going to knock on your door. Happiness is going to knock on your door. Every, you know, the enemy is working. And my dad always said, you're either going to serve the Holy Spirit or the unholy spirit. So we mm -hmm. get to decide every day which one is going to champion our life. And so I, I, I want to I want to live, man. I, Aaron, I want to do this thing. Right? Yeah. You know, we get one shot at this thing. And I do believe we're called to be overcomers. It's not just scripture lift service is not just so we can quote it this is a, a thing we're called to be victorious and we got to do this thing man i love it i love the fact that you said the way you get out of depression is you serve yeah you out of depression yeah. um i think that's what you said and i and i get whenever people are like what like depression's real three it can be like that's heaviness you know what i mean that's sure. that's heaviness um serving your way out of it because it's getting your eyes off of yourself yeah. and putting it on others and, you know, like whenever we talk, I always bring stuff back around to scripture, right? That's sure. like what, what, what we I do, do. preacher. <clears throat> heaviness. The Bible says that God is giving you a garment of a praise, praise right. for spare heaviness. Yeah. So depression, serving your way out of it, getting your eyes off yourself and putting yeah. them on something else. Whenever we praise, Come on, man. that's what we do, too, is we get our eyes off of whatever it is that we're walking through. And we put our eyes, our attention, our affection, our devotion Right. On the one who is worthy of it all. Come on. And so, um, but dude, I appreciate you being vulnerable and saying, you know, on a Monday morning, yeah. I felt a little bit depressed. Because yeah. how many times <laughs> in church world, how you doing? I'm blessed. Sure. And highly flavored, you know. I'm the salt of the <laughs> earth. I got some of that flavor. You Come know on, what I mean? Man. And sometimes uh, we put on this, like this facade and this thing where, we don't, we don't feel like we can be vulnerable or we've been hurt by being vulnerable in the past. And, and so we kind of hide and we don't do that stuff. So I appreciate you, man, in front of everyone who's watching, taking that mask off and yeah. saying, yo, look, 
I'm a pastor, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a husband, I'm a father, and I still get touched with this yeah. every now and then. Yeah. But the way I get out of it is by serving something else, someone and something else. I think it's incredible. So, man, um, you talked about how your, your vision is to raise up champions, which I totally see that about you. So how are you, how are you accomplishing your vision right now? Well, firstly, I would say it's modeling it in my home. Mm. Um, uh, to me, there's nothing worse than uh, pastoring and, and there's brokenness taking place in the marriage and you're, you're trying to lead people. My goodness. And so my first ministry is, is my wife. Mm. And uh, it's not that I'm flawless in that, but um, one, of, one of the ways is, is we've been together a total, I think, of 32 years. Um, uh, my Margaret Ann, my, I call her my hot mama. Um, she's my girlfriend in my mind. Mm. And um, so it keeps me in hot pursuit. And so that's the first way that I do it. Uh, I, I, I model and I make sure that's my first priority. Uh, secondly, I try to model it in my business and community life. Uh, as I stated, I'm a business uh, entrepreneur and I've been doing that as a way to facilitate our, our kids' dreams. My wife is an executive in the uh, real estate world and so um, we wanted to make sure that one of the things I was concerned about, and it really hit, hit a headway for me as a young youth pastor and, and at 24, I kept hearing the senior pastors, because we've got to realize, I know we don't like to hear this as pastors, pastors, but the average church size is 80 people. Mm -hmm. I'm not a pastor of a mega church. Sure. No. Me I have just, you know, we, we want to say we're a church of thousands. I have about 150 people I'm responsible for that I steward over. Yeah. And, um, as a result, uh, I'm not able to be financially supported to facilitate some of the dreams that my kids had. Mm -hmm. And so I had to learn early I wasn't going to put the burden or the church or feel like I'm a failure as a pastor. Um, so I, I model that in stewarding and being a tent maker. And I didn't yeah. want to be the pastor that said to my kids, as I'm preaching, God wants to bless you and, and he wants to <laughs> prosper you. And meanwhile, I'm telling them no all the time. Right. And so my kids have been wonderful high achievers. and. And um, so we've modeled that. My daughter works in Washington, D.C. She's been saying since she was 12 years old, she felt called to work in Capitol Hill. Incredible. Um, my son, my son uh, had a dream of being a pro baseball player and was drafted in, in 2014 and, and got to do some high achieving in baseball and is now a general manager at Chick-fil-A. Come on, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, um, so, Jesus Chicken. Yeah, come on, Jesus. I love it. So I'm really, really, really proud of my kids. Um, I've adopted spiritual daughter named Rachel. And she's, we met her when we were youth pastors in New mm -hmm. Jersey, and she's mid-30s now, and uh, she's a high achiever, and uh, I consider her part of our family and, and as a real estate broker. So that's the other way we're modeling it in home, business. Thirdly, through the local church. Yeah. I know maybe for some people that's out of order. Um, I see the church as a, um, a, a training center. I, I yeah. treat it like a gym. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a gym rat. And so you can walk into some gyms and they they have uh, what level do you want to go to? And they have different class options. And so you can throw yourself in five times a week or three times a yeah. week or two times a week. So uh, Gateway to City Church is open multiple times to come in and and uh, come come and train. And so we uh, we train on Wednesdays, Tuesdays and we have women's and men's and I'm coaching them up on Sunday. Um, that's how we're kind of facilitating that vision. And another thing that kind of uh, triggered another level of training for me, uh, when I turned 50 a few years ago, mm. I started, yeah, don't hate. I told people we weren't going to tell yeah. how young you were, man. My wife would say, don't exaggerate your age. Uh, 
I, I, my son asked me an odd question, and it kind of threw me for a loop, Aaron. My, my son said to me, Dad, uh, what's your vision for your life? Mm. Now, I'm running a church and business, yeah. and, and I think what he was implying, he knew my season was shifting uh, as more of a consultant as they were both married now. Yeah. And they're older. Yeah. And they, they both live out of state. I felt like he might have been playing, Dad, don't get stagnant. Because we, we, in the baseball journey, we committed so much together. That takes yeah. a lot of work and a lot of training for about a 10-year window, about four to five hours a day. I, let me just interrupt. I love the fact that you raised up a champion in your own home. Yeah. And then here he is years later. Come on helping yeah. championing you you know yeah. what i mean i think that's incredible so 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 don't forget we're asking how am i facilitating this vision i, I want to encourage people it's got to start at home it's yeah. got to start with the kids yeah. then we're in the local church but one of the things i realized uh, in this particular season where i was feeling a little bit stagnant or things were predictable i needed to add more vision to my life mm. and so that question bothered me and the lord said i want you to start looking external and uh, he put an idea to start a, a, a mission out, outreach, hands-on mission. Yeah. And so I started teaming up with one of my, my, my coaches, Justin Manzi, out of Canada, started doing some mission. So sometimes, Coach, if you're frustrated, um, I, I, every, I used to get out of the country every quarter just mm. to make sure I'm dealing with some of the American entitlement in my heart. Yeah. And so I found myself in Nepal so for good. a couple weeks. That's so good. Man. Then I found myself in Africa. So God started birthing this thing in me to, to make sure I'm reaching out to other people who maybe don't have some opportunities. And so God hooked me up with a gentleman in Liberia who God gave him a piece of land. And he had been praying on this land for a couple years, mm. never asked me for a dime. And as I met him and said, what are you doing? He says, I'm believing one day that God's going to build a church here. Wow. And I'm thinking, well, what's the cost of this stuff? And I started doing my homework. And so before you know it, now uh, Liberia has a church. Uh, we probably, It's <laughs> yeah. probably a 25 by 40 building. Um, they had a revival service last night, probably That's over 100 awesome. people there. We have a hands-on mission school so with about awesome. 100 kids. So it's, and I don't want to give the wrong impression as if, as if we're balling. It's by faith every day. Yeah. It's by one brick. There's sometimes we're sending three because I, I want pastors to be encouraged because sometimes you can even sit on the other side of the camera and think, you know what, uh, these guys got it together. No, right. We're, we're, we're facing it every week. Yeah. And there's some weeks we're able months we're able to send maybe five hundred dollars. And that's a huge stretch. Yeah. But we've been doing it little by little, brick by brick. And so we're facilitating uh, the vision of this uh, AP just like I, I, I approach baseball. Yeah. One, one swing at a time, one throw at a time, one work at a time. And so we're getting it done, though. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. So how can uh, – I want to – you said a whole bunch of things, but while it's still fresh, like if people want to get involved with, with, with what you have going on, hands-on mission – Anything like that? Like, wh how can they get involved with that? Well, you go to handsonmission.net, and, you know, you'll see all the information up there and kind of what we're doing, but also for uh, Gateway City Church. Um, and I'm excited. You know, this is also a new season for us. We are one of seven campuses now. Yeah. I, I linked a few years ago back with my pastor who ordained me back in 1993, Pastor David Candace Tracy. Um, you know, we were independent for years and now yeah. we're, we've come part of a bigger community formerly known as Celebration Church. So we're one of seven campuses around the country and growing. And so Gateway City Church here in Las Vegas, 
website, mygatewaycity.church. You can find us and look us up. And yeah. so that's the way you can connect with us there. That's awesome. That's awesome. So definitely, if you want to get involved with that, go ahead and check out uh, handsonmission.net. Yeah. And then gate, my gatewaycity.church. My gatewaycity.church. Gateway yeah, what he said. Yeah. Um, but I, I, what I found so incredible in what you were saying, you know, the championing uh, people starting in the home. Um, the way we viewed in my home mm -hmm. is God number one, family second, yeah, ministry third, and yeah. then everything else. Yeah, um, because if you if you have that order messed up, God is the the foundation, the center point. Go He's on. everything in my life. And honestly, my family, we build our whole family around the presence of God, the word of God. Um, and then it's ministry after that, because like how you said, if we're up there and we're ministering to people, but our home is a wreck, mm -hmm. um, it's kind of like, how can the, the, you gain the whole world, but you lose your soul yes, sir. type thing. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. And so I love that you said that. Um, and your son, vision, I, ex, expanding the vision. Yeah. The Bible says again, I got to bring everything back to the word. You know Let's how I it, do, right? But it says people perish for the lack of vision. And I wonder how many people are going through their life, even maybe even watching this right now, where you say, I've never thought about vision for my life. I've never thought about expanding my vision. Yeah. Um, and I know this is, you know, how would you, I know this is a little bit off script. I sent you some questions, what we want to dive into for somebody watching this. And, and you could just talk about this briefly if they're If they're wanting to expand their vision and they don't, they're not able to get out of the country once a quarter, like how you are. Um, if they're wanting to expand their vision practically, I know I'm putting you on the spot. What does that look like for them? Well, for me, this, uh, this move it more, even more practically. Uh, for me, sometimes it's just making a move. It's mm. making a phone call. Maybe you're there and you're you're struggling with depression, and maybe you're feeling uh, like you want to you want to get fit. We talk about this. Yeah. Go to the gym. Try something different. Maybe your marriage is uh, stagnant. Go on a date. Don't yeah. don't wait for some cloud. Right. And say this is the Lord speaking. <laughs> right. Make make a move. Right. Right. Like I said, you're 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 depressed. Go serve somebody today. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's as simple. Uh, if you need wisdom, James says, ask. Yeah. Lord, you know what? I'm feeling the, the wrong emotions daily. Is there something you want me to do? Because life can become predictable. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think God wants to, uh, you know, I was thinking about the cloud and the fire uh, when God was bringing the people out in, in, in Exodus. And sometimes I hear people say, you know, I just feel like I'm in the cloud and let's not get discouraged. Sometimes the cloud is a good thing mm. and the cloud was a good thing for them. And sometimes the cloud, I'm about to reach across this on, table on, and man. slap you, but think about it. It stayed sometimes at seasons for days in one location. And then at times it moved maybe months or a year later. And I think sometimes the reason that God said, Hey, you know what? We got to move this on is because it's becoming too predictable. Or I like to say it this way. God's not a formula. Mm -hmm. He wants us to live by faith. And yeah. so often the cloud would move when I think they were getting in a rut. Yeah. He wanted to move them to trust them. Wow. So I would say step out on the water a little bit. Do something that's out of your comfort zone. 
that's incredible. Yeah. Pra- practicality is key yeah. in this. That's awesome. So the last two minutes of the show, man, talk to me very briefly. This show's Las Vegas United. Yeah. What does Las Vegas United look like to you? I'll tell you what it sounds like to me. You guys know that Las Vegas is the fight capital of the world. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, uh, for whatever reason, God put a warrior spirit. Yeah. But when I hear the sound and that fight announcer get close to his mic and he starts to go mm, with the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, let's get ready to rumble. What's it look like to me? And I know, I know we are Las Vegas United, but sometimes it's like Nehemiah. It's a trial in one hand, mm-hmm. and it's a sword in one hand. Mm. So sometimes united, as much as I used to wait, God, just bring you know, unity in our city. Sometimes it's fighting, mm. and sometimes it's building together. I, I, I wish all of the things that would feel like maybe disunity would go away, but maybe those things are actually a blessing to keep us dependent upon the Lord. Man. So I think we're right on track. So what does unity look like to me? It's fighting and building at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Man. Ooh. Danny Hand, everyone. My That's man. incredible. I mean, Nevada, the state of Nevada. Fight capital of the world, baby. But our, our motto for Nevada is battle born. Battle born. We're battle born. Yeah. And uh, I, th- I think that's incredible. A, a sword in one hand. Trial in the other. And a trial in the other. Um, and that's really what it takes. Yeah, it does. And even working with people, you're going to have to deal with conflict and, and building together. I think it's incredible. You know, what you Las Vegas United looks like to me is we're coming together. Yeah. We're partnering with God. Yeah. To create an eternal testimony of his goodness, his mercy, and his power right here in Las Vegas, the place that a lot of people have said is too hard and impossible. God is going to say, look what I can do. I specialize in impossibilities, and I specialize in impossibilities with imperfect people. And if I can interrupt you, I want to thank you personally, Aaron. I think as you came in here into the city prophetically that you were... To me, a, a, a sign of uh, a new wineskin and mm. a new season. And I want to thank uh, you and the Lord as being a new catalyst. And I want to encourage all of the ministers that may be watching this today. It's time. It's just time to get in the game. It's time to get past some of the hurts. It's time to get past some of the rejection. It's time to get past some yeah. of the things that put us on the shelf. And let's work together and do this thing. Yeah. Amen. Well, Danny, thanks, man. Amen. I love you, bro. You're one of my best friends. Thanks for being on one of our first shows. Thank you all for watching Las Vegas United. Um, We look forward to coming back and to serving this city. Um, You know, if you want to partner with us, what you can do is you can um, email the link down below and you can partner with us. You can partner with us financially with prayer. But let's come together to see Las Vegas united for the glory of God. God bless you. Pastor Aaron here. I just want to say thank you for watching Las Vegas United. Next week, we're going to be talking to my special guest, Frank Holland. And we're going to be talking about the Dream Center of Las Vegas. And I want to let you know, our episodes are available on Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere you get your podcasts. And listen If you live in Las Vegas, you can watch our show 
over-the-air television on Channel Keen 17. We broadcast every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Our show is hosted by Pastor Aaron Pino of Overflow Church. To learn more about him and his ministry, please visit overflowchurch.co. Our guest today was Pastor Danny Han of My Gateway City, Las Vegas. For more information, visit mygatewaycity.church slash Las Vegas. To learn more about Hands On Mission, visit handsonmission.net. Our show is directed by Javier Moreno. Production assisting by Julie Moreno. Edited by Javier and Jalen Moreno. Las Vegas United is produced by CTN Vegas, the Las Vegas location for the Christian Television Network. For more information about CTN Vegas and our show, please visit ctnvegas.com.